You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast. It's episode 24. Today we just continue ticking along and we do have a massive show today, including our first repeat guest and we will let you know who that is very, very shortly. But later on, Bryce Young from the Melbourne Bowling Club is going to join us as well. He's going to talk about the wonderful Victorian Premier League final that we had last weekend. But before we do any of that, our panellist, Lindsay Clark, the queen of the checks, uh, she's got all of them behind her. You can't see it but there's a million behind her there's a lot of lot of money in that in that office there Lindsay how are you I'm good thanks Val that that was a lot of money over a lot of years and a lot of work went into that and the money's all gone but that's okay they've got the (laughs) memories to remember them by exactly right Carla Krasanik you've got uh, your fan club there again today Uh, how are you yeah, I'm great, thanks. And yes, Harley's come along to help again today. Uh, yeah, these earlier podcasts are um, a bit tricky, but he enjoys it. He loves hearing all about the bowls. So let's get stuck into it. That's a good thing. It's a, it's a great start to your life to hear all <laughs> all four of us just talk. I think I think that's a you couldn't ask for anything better. And the man who was missing last week, so uh, we, we, we must welcome him back with a round of applause, Clive Adams. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, everyone. Yes, I, uh, I did... Listen back to last week's show, and <laughs> look, it was a great show. It was a great show. Uh, the great man Alex Marshall. I was uh, I was disappointed to uh, to miss out on uh, on asking Alex a few questions. Um, but, uh, well, let's just say you all did a job. Yeah, no, a great job. Right. Um, <laughs> um, no, Lindsay would have hogged all the questions anyway because uh, she was. Well, she did. Uh, yes, yeah, she did. You did, wouldn't have got a chance, Clive. No one else did. I had. I could have had a thousand more. I was like a kid in a candy shop. I do have to say, he is one of the most impressive players and humans that we know in our sport. So. Sorry, guys. Very, very engaging. Well, well, I'm not sure about calling the third umpire, mate, but uh, we'll leave that where it Uh, is for now. uh, It worked very well for me. Um, And, Clive, just quickly before we do go to our first guest, how was your trip to Melbourne? You were here in uh, in Victoria last week, so how was it? Yeah, it was nice to get out of uh, it was nice to get out of WA and and back. I suppose uh, we've been able to leave. We just haven't been able to come back if we leave. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, yeah, it was nice to get out and and what it was great to do is get out and see some of the Victorian clubs. I was able to get out with the regional bowls manager team on the road for for three days and and meet some of the great people at our grassroots clubs and uh, listen to some of their fantastic stories and what they're doing to promote their clubs and. You know that's that goes to the very heart of the regional bowls manager role, and it was uh, it was a great week. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Ah, uh, fantastic! It was good to well, we didn't actually get to see you, but um, it was good to know that we're in the same state for the first time in a very long time. But we must we must get to our first special guest, and he's a Parajakaru National Squad Leadership Group member. He's just been inducted into the Albury uh, Sport Albury Wodonga Hall of Fame. He's our first repeat guest. I think that's probably the biggest uh, accolade of all of them. Josh Thornton joins us on the show. Josh, how are you, mate? Yeah, no, good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, obviously it's been a busy month for a lot of a lot of us. I think there's a lot of bowls going on around the traps, and um, yeah, no, I am very honoured to be the first repeat guest on the right line. <laughs> you should be. You should be. There's a, there's a lot of people vying for that title, but now now it's just you. So, um, congratulations though on your selection into the Jackaroos Leadership Group, mates. Um, it, it, there were seven of you um, selected, um, you and Lindsay included. And you've just been in Sydney this week for um, for the first leadership session. Um, what does that recognition from your peers mean to you? 
you know, honour and pride, it's, it's, it's very humbling. Um, the fact that we went through the process that it's our peers that nominated us and then elected us into the group, you know, um, gives you a, a good sense of belonging and, and that you feel respected amongst your peers, you know. So um, I'd like to think that I'm going to uphold that group as, as the best that I can and, and I think I'm a good representative. Joshi, what are your key strengths that you think that you're going to bring to this role in the leadership group as a whole? Um, passion for starters, and everyone who knows me knows me pretty well that I'm pretty passionate, and that just not about the sport, but just pa passion in general. And I think that's on and off the green. Obviously, you know, working the sport for as long as I have um, obviously shows that I've got a lot of passion about the sport. But when I'm on the green, I'm pretty up and about. I'm energetic. You know, I'm always generally smiling unless something's going really, really bad, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I think passion. Um, I'm not afraid to, to voice my opinion, and that's the way I've always been. Um, I think there's a way you can go about things at times, even if you might see things differently from uh, someone you're having a discussion with. Um, if you word it tactfully and professionally, you can still get your point across without potentially upsetting anybody. And I think there's, you know, that I think I can bring to the table as well. Joshy, you just spent the week in Sydney with the other leaders. Lindsay being one of those, of course. Tell us about that week and what was involved and what did you learn from it? So we've had a couple online sessions so far with the great Graham Lowe, who's sort of heading up our leadership program, and he's absolutely fantastic. And for those who don't know much about Graham Lowe, I mean, heavily involved with the All Blacks during the 2000s when they were really yeah. reaching the pinnacle of their sport. And they've, been, and they've been at the top for a long time. But what I think he obviously added to that organisation and that team was the, the culture and the leadership style of things in that space. And he went on to work for Western Bulldogs for a four-year period when they won the grand final in 2016, you know, so... Um, we've had a couple of online sessions with the leadership group and the emerging leaders, and then the the two days in Sydney were fantastic. Um, we had a little bit of a school project, I guess is one way of saying it, um, and Lindsay and I were in the same <laughs> school project team, you know. And we had to um, uh, use an iconic landmark in Sydney, and, and then for, for those listening at home, uh, Lindsay, Kaz and I had the government house in Sydney, and we had to relate it back to our Jackaroos 24-7 playbook, and in that playbook, there's three pillars, and we had that no bullshit pillar. And I hope I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. Um, Absolutely, you are now. We, yeah, well, it's out there, and uh, we had to relate uh, what government house stands for in relation to our no bullshit pillar. And um, that was cool, quite good. We stood in front of it, you know. We stood in front of the Sydney Opera House, stood on top of the not right on top of the the Sydney Harbour Bridge, but on the walk pathway, and. Um, I've actually been to Sydney a few times and I can't ever recall visiting any of those places before properly, you know. So even from that perspective, it was quite fantastic and a great trip. Josh, we've talked we've talked to you before about your leadership that you showed out on the rink during the the, the Com Games and it, it really um, shone through for me, that leadership that you showed there. Um, tell us about the the importance of growth as a jackaroo in terms of, and and the and the role that the leadership group can bring to perhaps those new players that are in that haven't necessarily experienced uh, all of that before and and the growth as a person that you've had since you've been involved um so i guess from the the, the new jackaroos coming into the squad i think our experience and then we've got different levels of experience you know you think about Lenny debut and 2,000 years ago. I like that. Coaching and HP staff who have been around, you know, obviously, I mean, that's that's unquantifiable in terms of what that can bring to our new bowlers into the system, you know, and sharing past stories and past experiences should hopefully make them feel at ease around the whole scenario, you know. And then personally, you know, obviously um, mingling with our leaders and we've got such a great group, um, it's, you know, 
I like to think that it adds value to you as a human being, you know, and this program, you know, we're learning about different things about coping mechanisms and um, dealing with stressful situations and obviously abiding by our playbook. Um, yeah, there's no doubt I'm learning a lot. And I think I can bring that to my everyday life. You know, you think about my coach at a club level, I'm heavily involved at bowls at an administration level and all those things can, can value add to you. And it's a fantastic program to be part of. Yeah, certainly. And and also, Josh, you were inducted into the Sport Albury Wodonga Hall of Fame. Um, congratulations, mate. That that's such a wonderful accolade. How proud are you? Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I think the the very cool part about it is um the area. Like so Albury Wodonga is one of the biggest country towns, I guess, in the country. You know, um, outside your, your your major cities in each state, it would up be up there for one of the the major you know regional hubs, in, and obviously bordering on. Victoria, New South Wales border. I grew up a half an hour from there, so obviously in that catchment, you know, and knowing the people that have come through that area and going on to great things, and then to be put alongside them, I guess, in one way or another, um, it's again very humbling. Um, the ones that stood out for me, I remember when uh, I first heard that I was nominated, and 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 um, I looked it up, and there's you know, Margaret Court, who's won that many tennis grand slams, you know, and the bloody stadiums named after in Melbourne, you know, and um, Andrew Hoy, you know, he he grew, grew up just out of Albury, you know, he's been to, I think, seven Olympic Games, you know, as an equestrian rider. And and then probably the one for me, because she's around my age, and um, even though we've never met, you know, Lauren Jackson, you know, and uh, she's Australia's best basketballer. I don't care whether it's male or female, she's by far our best basketballer for what she's accomplished. And then, to you know, she's gone all around the world and and just killed it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great honour to be sort of linked to those sports stars from our area. Yeah, you should be super proud. And and how much does that enhance your drive to continue what you do for athletes with a disability as well? Because you've done such a wonderful job already and you continue to just break barrier after barrier and um, achieve these new goals. And and how much does that drive you to keep going? Um, oh, look, I, I don't know whether it drives me or not, Val, but it just um, it shows that we have changed, I reckon, a fair bit as a, as a sporting country in the last 20, 30 years. You know, predominantly, um, we would only ever talk about our able-bodied athletes and it, it's changed, you know. We've had some great tra uh, trailblazers in this space. I think of Louis Savage, Kurt Fernley, um, and then there's a couple of good ones now. Obviously, Dylan Orcord recently retired, you know. There's some great trailblazers in that space. And I guess from a bowl sense, um, I'd like to think oh, I, I kind of do it one way or another. I think we touched on this the last time we spoke, but uh, and it's not that it's done on purpose or anything like that. I just I, I go out and do what I do, and 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 it kind of works, you know, and everything else sort of flows from that, you know. So yeah, you certainly got the ability to draw people in, Josh. There's no doubt about that. What about uh, the uh, upcoming UK tour, mate? You uh, you must be well. There's no doubt you'd be looking forward to it, but but what are going to be the keys for you in getting over there and and I guess putting your best foot forward for uh, for selection? Um, preparation is huge from my perspective. Um, you know, we obviously had a couple of trials in the last sort of three or four months. There was one down at Sunbury for for a couple of our um, para bowls and it coincided with one down at Tasmania sort of a week apart. And then all of us got together as a, as a, as a national para squad up in the Gold Coast there a couple of weeks ago at Mount Tambourine. Um, for me personally, my prep, um, I'm going to uh, basically spend the last three weeks leading into that camp playing on tennis courts and there's anything as slow as possible um i've made a little personal sacrifice myself i'm actually gonna stay off the grog for the next six weeks as well too you know Linny knows i did really really well the week i'm up in sydney because we were sitting in the opera bar 
up in uh, Sydney and everyone's having a nice social drink together. And here I am drinking soda water and lime, you know, and uh, just personally, just making that sacrifice, I think um, showing commitment to the cause, you know, and commitment to myself going over there, you know, I don't want to waste this opportunity. And if I can't make a little sacrifice like that, um, then I guess the reality is that it, it helps me mentally prepare, go, oh, you've made that sacrifice, you can go over there and do well. So. That's awesome, Josh. And may I say you're mentally stronger than me, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I just want to ask, Josh, as obviously we've talked to some of the um, able body athletes about the UK and the conditions over there and the greens being slower. Um, how does that affect you with your disability? Do you find it more challenging to get it up on the slower greens or it doesn't really affect you at all? No, it's 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 a battle. And I must admit, when I got to tambourine day one, um, playing on an eight and a half second green, probably caught even me unaware, oh, off guard, you know, because I've, even the Swan Hill tennis courts weren't that slow, I don't reckon. <laughs> so, uh, I remember walking there going, look how fluffy and furry it is, you know, and soft. I'm going, geez, that's going to be hard work. And then I remember I saw the first jack go down and it sort of sunk into the grass and going, <laughs> wow, you know. Um, there's no doubt it takes effort, you know. Um, but again, I, it goes back to the prep, you know. So for the last six months, 12 months, I've been doing a lot of core work anyway. So um, I think that's that's part and parcel in terms of making sure you can cope with that situation. Um, technique is huge. And I actually probably learned a valuable lesson up at Tambourine. I, and I'm the first to admit I struggled for the first half day up there. I was really battling. And I think sometimes you get in your own head in terms of you know it's slow, so you want to quicken everything up and you want to get the bolt in the other end as quick as possible to try and reach. And the reality is if you don't time it well and get it out well, you yeah. lose all rhythm and you lose your, your delivery, you know. And so uh, I remember sitting there, and I think the third game on that first day, and I'm scratching around a little bit and battling, and I went, hang on, Josh, just slow the backswing down and accelerate forward. And next minute, Wooshka, I started nailing it, you know, and uh, I guess the rest was history for me personally over those next couple of days. Beautiful. Well, that's what we hope to see from you in the UK tour, Josh. And uh, fingers crossed we can see selection for the Com Games and beyond as well because you've done such a wonderful job. Congratulations on a wonderful fortnight and wonderful month for you with your induction into the Hall of Fame, uh, your selection to the leadership group and your selection for the UK tour, mate. It's been a pleasure having you on again. Our first uh, multiple guest on this show, first return guest, Josh Thornton. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Josh Thornton there joining us on the right line. He's an absolute superstar and we can't wait to see what he can do in the UK. But there is still plenty more to come on the right line. We've got Bryce Young from the Melbourne Bowling Club, the victorious uh, final bowl legend. And that's probably what he's going to be known as for the rest of his life uh, from the Victorian Premier League. He's going to join us next to talk about that bowl. Fast, fun and for everyone. Bowls Australia's social bowls program, Jack Attack, is like barefoot bowls but better. Jack Attack is the perfect way for beginners to get into bowls, with the short and sharp format suitable for people of all ages. Head to jackattack.com.au for more information. You're listening to The Right Line. Val Febo, Lindsay Clark, Carla Krasanik, Harley Krasanik, and uh, Clive Adams joining you on Bowls Australia's official podcast. I think Harley has dipped off to, to slumber there, Carla, so you, you've succeeded in getting him to sleep. He sure has. He's out like a light now, so yeah. hopefully he stays asleep for the yeah. rest of it. But this is a very exciting podcast, so we might wake up just to hear from Bryce. <laughs> I think so, and that man does join us now. Uh, the, the hero of the Melbourne Bowls Club, Bryce Young, does join us with the final bowl of the Victorian Premier League at Dandenong on Sunday. It was unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, go onto Bowls Victoria's page and watch it because it was just it was sensational. And Bryce, congratulations and. It, it, does the word hero now, has that been thrown around <laughs> loosely at the club or what, what's the go? 
<laughs> thank, thank you very much, guys. Um, uh, look, yeah, it has been obviously thrown around a little bit on the on the bus back and uh, a couple of times down the club. But um, no, nah, look, it was a team effort. I know, uh, like I said to the guys, I said, look, my last bowl does make a bigger bigger story than what it probably is. But if it wasn't for Benny Vern's rink, <clears throat> um, they got that five uh, on their last end. I'll probably, I'm pl- probably playing a different shot. So I do have to thank them and, and the rest of the team for sort of making my bowl as big as what it is, I guess. <laughs> Russ, I was very thrilled to be there that night. It was such an exciting game and you guys led most of the way. Then Deer Park came back at the end. And, of course, then you were, yeah, game down with your last bowl. So can you talk us through what was exactly going through your head at the time? You took quite a bit of time to have a look at the head and you chatting to one of the other skips. Um, so talk to us what, what was going on in your head, what were you thinking? And you got it out extremely smooth, Matt. Say so. You didn't look nervous at all. So tell us, tell us more about what you were thinking. Well, uh, if I had one of those smart watches on me, I, I can guarantee my heartbeat uh, was up pretty high. <laughs> um, I sort of just had to sort of wait for wait for Ben, uh, sort of to see what happened on his rink. If uh, if he got a number, well, then I was probably playing a different shot. If he didn't get quite a good number, I'll probably looking at probably trying to kill it and go it again. So um, once Ben had got got the number uh even with my first bowl i thought i'd try and try and just draw the shot draw it ice cold but uh <clears throat> i went through a little bit unfortunately <laughs> um but yeah yeah so the, yeah the thought process was um i couldn't play too much weight because uh young radar had the at the uh back bowl right at the back there so if i played any sort of big weight the jack probably was going to go back we could either be one down two down and and lose the game so I knew I had to play the right weight <clears throat> and that was probably the key to the bowl because if I'd missed it a bowl tight or a bowl wide I could have stuck around for for the shot um or I could have what what I exactly what I wanted so I, I thought playing that weight was the right shot and I had plenty more options rather than playing the bigger bigger sort of weight Bryce, um, Matty Alal was waiting down the end with your bowl, I think. I played a bit of bowls with Matty and Perth Suns and so forth. Loves a big moment. Uh, as, he, as he gave you the bowl, did he say, I, I wish it was me or something along those lines, did he? Or what What did he? What, what words of advice did he have for you? <laughs> no, he, I think I'm pretty sure his words were to me, uh, we back you. So yeah. that was perfect, exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, yeah, that was it was really good to hear that. So, Bryce, um, Melbourne, back-to-back champions. I think you've got a fairly rich history down there in Victoria in terms of success. And talk to us about the culture at the club and and what allows you to be so successful over so long. Um, yeah, that's that's it. The culture of the club's been absolutely phenomenal since I've been there. I've, look, I've been there for six years. And they're all about giving giving blokes a chance to prove themselves. So, like, I come over from Altona and... and had the chance, you're going to come here, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. No worries, that's something that I wanted to try. Um, and there's, yeah, as I said, they're all about giving blokes a go. Like um, Curtis Hanley last year, he wanted to be given a chance to skip. We gave him a chance to skip and he proved himself. And look at him now, he's a, well, he won the premiership last year skipping. So it's all about believing in, in ourselves, really. <laughs> um, like I said to Jimmy and Jimmy and those guys at Bowles Vic on the little catch up we had during the week it was all about the belief in each other uh as of the last four four or five weeks we knew if we um if we didn't win 
there's no no next week. So we all just believed in each other and and had a crack. And it, it just stems right down through the club. Um, that's that's the culture of the club, really. And how much planning goes into a Premier League final? How much sort of scouting do you do of your opponents? And you know, what do you look at in the weeks in the week going in? And and how do you prepare? Um, well, well, for us, it was all about what what we can do. Um, it's it's all in our hands. If if we wanted to win it, we had to play our best balls. As simple as that. We know. I'm pretty sure everyone's aware. Deer Park's players they got there. They've got great great players there. Um, so we just knew we we had to play our best, and if we played our best, our best was always going to be good enough. Um, and that's just what we've what we thought all year, all last year, or every time we go in to any sort of season. That's just that, that's the belief we have in ourselves. Bryce, we love talking to the champions and obviously highlighting your club, but just let's touch briefly on Deer Park. Um, up here in Queensland, I haven't caught too much of, of the Victorian Bowls and Victorian Premier League, but something about having Alex Marshall in a league or in a club just draws people in a- across the country, probably across the world, I think, would have watched that. What's it like to play him and to have him involved in the Premier League down in Victoria? Oh, absolutely. Like a big name like Alex and uh just the, the way he is, like he's not only just a great bowler, he's actually a great bloke off the green as well. So uh, anyone that did get him, it was always going to be a challenge and we we wanted, everyone wanted that challenge. It was just, <laughs> goat. we're going to be playing the goat. Yeah. We, we, if we can hold the goat to, you know, a couple of shots, we've done our, we've done our <laughs> bit. That's how we thought really. Nice. Um, so yeah, we're, we're wrapped with how, uh, how Brett went and the rink, that was good. Bryce, a few times during the night I had to duck outside to um, look after the little baby and while I was outside, the roof sometimes when you guys were, the noise, like the roof was almost blowing off at Club Dandenong. <laughs> you guys, um, I think it's well known really amongst the Victorian teams that you're probably one of the, the rowdiest, you're a fairly young bunch, you're all pretty up and about. Is that something you guys talk about, about, you know, bringing the noise and, you know, if the team's going well or not, do you get louder or do you find that sometimes you get louder when you're not going so well to, to encourage each other? What, what's the talk amongst the team? Because, boy, you guys were really loud the other night. <laughs> Yeah, look, it is it is one of our stronger points. We know we know if we can be loud, and and some opponents don't really like it, and some can go into their shells a little bit. So it's not like an intimidation sort of thing. It's just what we what we 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 feed off that sort of stuff. We we get up and about. Um, usually when we're up and about, we are playing good bowls. Um, as you probably seen when Deer Park came back at us, we got a little bit quiet. We, we went into our shells and they got a bit louder. Yeah. They had all their members there. They had their supporters there. They got quite loud. And yeah, a few of us had to really find a little bit to, to get that noise and get the back, get that belief back in the side <clears throat> that we actually can, we're still in this. We, we're going to win this. So yeah, we, we do love the noise and, and that's everyone knows that. And um, yeah, no, we love it. <laughs> that that build up and that teamwork and the team bonding is something that's uh, it, it's a, it's a bit unique to, to in, in certainly in clubland to the pennant format and I know uh, pennant format has its 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 pros and cons and some people love it and some people think the sport should be heading in different directions but to think a whole season a whole season of hard work can come down to one bowl and and yes yes you're the guy that got to play it but. Isn't it a great advertisement for the format of pennant bowls? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> like we 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 set ourselves up right from like four weeks out from 
round one, we, we go and have um, we have our practice games and we usually like to go away one weekend. We go away on a Friday night, uh, head up, whether it's Geelong, we've done Geelong a few times. We've gone up to Bendigo. Uh, we try to do that team bonding Thursday nights. We have that dinner and, and just we try and stick together. Even in the off-season, we've talked about having uh, once a month catch-ups at the pub, having dinner together. So we wouldn't really, like, yeah, bowl season down here. It's only really for six months, but we, at the club, we try and make it 12 months. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's just... Um, but that's that's great. I guess that speaks to the culture of um uh, of what your cl- or, or the positive culture around your club, which which is great. And tell us a bit about yourself, Bryce. Though, what do you do outside of bowls, and um, how often are you at the club? Uh, so a little bit about myself. I work for Australia Post. I've been there now for ten years, I think. Ten years I've been working for Australia Post. Um, love me footy. Love all sorts of sports, basketball. Um, yeah, anything I can, anything I can go and watch. Uh, Who do you uh, follow in the footy? That that determine. Oh, jeez, I don't want to talk about it. Actually, I <laughs> know. Oh, Essendon. North. No, no way. <laughs> nah, North Melbourne. Ah, right. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, you beat the waffle. You beat waffle side last week, so uh, <laughs> so that was all right. Oh, I enjoyed that. That was uh, that was a good win. <laughs> that was before our game, so I, yep. I got to watch a bit of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love me sports. So anything, anything I can go and watch. Um, Basketball or anything, I I, I usually like it. Oh. A straight oh. post, Polly. <laughs> Someone's looking for their parcel. Just, uh, <laughs> just in the office. Um, I just took the phone off there, but um, yeah, yeah. So sorry. I just I really love my sports, and that's that's really sums me up, I guess. Just anything to do with sports, I'm happy to go watch, happy to be a part of, happy to give it a crack. Love it, love it. So, Bryce, have you got any goals in terms of your bowls aspirations? Like, do you just love playing for Melbourne? Are you too busy to chase dreams? Do you want to play for Australia one day? What's your your thought process when it comes to bowls aspirations? Uh, when it comes to bowls, I look, I'd like to get back in the states on again. Um, I've missed the last couple of years uh, being out of that. So, look, I'd like to get back in. It's it's tough. We're, I've been pretty sure we've got Aaron come back down now. So. <laughs> Disco, we love Disco. Glad we got him back. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely like you to get back in the state side and uh, and just start there. I guess start it, start fresh, start again. Nice. Do the do the selectors sort of watch that last bowl and go, oh yeah, we'll have him back in this year or what? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Take note, everybody. Take note. <laughs> yeah. Liddy, JR's your colleague, so maybe you can send it to oh, him for yeah, Bryce. Uh, yeah, I'll put a few good words in. He's a good player. He can chat. Good, yeah. uh, good, uh, good podcast culture, talent. All that good stuff. Yep. <laughs> Thank you very much. Exactly right. And um, Bryce, how long have you been playing bowls for, and when did you get started? Uh, I've been playing bowls now since I was fourteen. So it's or 13, 14. So now I'd say for 14 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was down with down with the boys. We were playing cricket at the time, and most of our dads played uh, played bowls. So a good uh, break up sort of thing was get head down the bowls club. The boys can jump on the green and have a bowl, and and our dads can sit in there and have a quiet beer. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's a, so I sort of picked it up from there. I thought no, it's not a bad game. Might give this a cracking. Give up uh, cricket. No, I think you made so. the right choice there, Bryce. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> interested to know: Have you gone back and watched that last stand or the last bowl or any of the game, or are you just like, oh, now I'll remember that upstairs? Or what, what's your uh, take on that? Uh, no, look, I have gone back and watched it like a few, <laughs> 15, 15 times. Yeah, 
what did we boys, all? A few of the boys put it on the screen and back at the club, and, nice. and we sort of watched a bit of the game. Um, it but, needs the Titanic music, doesn't it? That's what. <laughs> yeah, every every moment is better with Titanic. <laughs> I was going to say, what about the images of Buddy and everyone's running in? We'll just put Bryce's head on his yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> there has been a, there's been a few jokes around about that already. Um, so look, I'm expecting the boys are probably being the funny funny blokes they are. I'm sure they'll uh, get a video. I'm sure put together and and do something and chuck it in the group. Or who okay. would who, um, who would have thought Bryce that Buddy Franklin's uh, Buddy Franklin's thousandth goal wasn't the most impressive sporting feat of the weekend? Because you, mate, you absolutely outshone him. What an absolutely fantastic final bowl it was! And congratulations to you and the Melbourne uh, Bowling Club for uh, for for the Premier League win. You guys deserved it. You've done such a wonderful job, and you're a great speaker. And it seems as though the club is uh, ticking along very nicely with its culture and its players. So congratulations. We'll let you get back to work, and uh, we thank Australia Post for letting you off for a couple of minutes to. to chat to us so thanks very much bryce young mate no worries thanks, thanks, bryce. Bryce. Thank bryce young joining us from the melbourne bowling club what an awesome chat that was what an awesome guy he is and congratulations to them again for an outstanding premier league win here in victoria so we can't wait to see what unfolds in the next season but up next clive's running a quiz and said it's going to be yep. a cringeworthy based quiz so i'm not sure what that <laughs> what that means um I'm yep. not sure what that means, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out after the break. Plenty more still to come. The sports preeminent event is heading to the Gold Coast in 2023, with more than 35 nations expected to descend on the region for the World Bowls Championships, courtesy of support from principal partners Tourism and Events Queensland and Major Events Gold Coast. This is The Right Line. Val Ferbo, Lindsay Clark, Carla Krasanik and Clive Adams joining you on Bowls Australia's official podcast. And we do have... Well, Clive's running the quiz today. And uh, uh, what is the theme here? Because this is something that we just can't decipher. So this is, just, Clive, the floor yeah. is yours. Yeah, well, before we get into that, Val, why am I running the quiz? Just just remind me again. <laughs> uh, why is that? It's because of now, the look, person that won the previous one. So Cody Packer, Lachlan Williams, Therese Armitage <laughs> have all said <laughs> I was the one that got in first. And I trust no, all I those people. I that on the lowdown about my mum. My nah, if this is me. continuously brought up, I'm going to bring in the big guns. And Therese is my number one fan, and uh, I'm now her number one fan. So, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lindsay. I think I've, I think I'm going to usurp you. All right, oh, let's right. get into today's <laughs> quiz. So today's quiz has been inspired by unexpected moments at awards shows. So, uh, oh, I like this. Yes. Yeah, so we had. Uh, we had a Will Smith unexpected moment. Uh, so I've looked back in history and found some other unexpected moments. Just quickly, did you guys yes. all think that was staged originally? Yes, and then, 100%. And then when he started swearing, then it was like, oh, hang on. It's yeah. just bizarre. It's all a bit strange. But, uh, mm. yeah, well, we've got a few of those. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get into it. So we are going to use names as buzzers because that's worked so well throughout uh, in the past. So uh, we're going to go Lynn? with that. Lynn. <laughs> ah, I'm just going to reduce the syllables, yeah. <laughs> then it's all fair. Then we're all three syllables. Yeah. Then yeah. Mel can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So there's nine questions and uh, a couple of them might have extra bonus points. So uh, here we go. Uh, Janet Jackson's infamous wardrobe mouth. Oh, I don't know what the question is, but yeah, oh. okay. Um, Booby. <laughs> 
dear. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. I, was, I was actually wondering what what am I allowed to say on it. Okay, so oh, no. Sorry. Oh, oh, I'm done. No, no, Lindsay, that's not the correct answer, and you're locked out of the rest of the thing. <laughs> right? so, uh... Can I say nipple? <laughs> Are we allowed to... Why don't you wait for the rest of the question? Carla, you're out too. Sorry, you're out. I get free reign at this. Oh. Janet Jackson's again. infamous wardrobe malfunction occurred at which major US sporting event? Oh, I knew that. Val. Yes, Val. The Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is correct. That's boring. And there is a bonus point. There is oh, a bonus point. Nipple. Oh. <laughs> oh. What year? Oh. Oh. Val? Yes, Val. 1993? No. 1993, no. Carla. Carla. Mm, 2016. No. No. Really? Lindsay, do you want to have a go? Yep. Yeah, I'll have a stab. What about 2011? 2004 is the oh. correct answer. 2004. I didn't think it was that long ago. Mm. Oh, we're getting old. There you go. All right, so it's one point to Val so far. All right. Question two. Michael Jackson once accepted the non-existent VMA award for artist of the artist of the millennium. He was called out on stage by Britney Spears, but there was no such award. What was he actually called out for? What was he celebrating? Val? Yeah. Uh, 50 years in the industry? I don't know. No, no. Um, Anybody else want to have a go? I'm going to be Lindsay? terrible at this oh. question. Lindsay? Uh, I was, was he put into the Hall of Fame or something? No. No? That was much more simple than that. No, Carla, oh. no, okay. It was his birthday. He was called out to honour him on his birthday <laughs> oh. and he said, I can't believe I'm winning the Artist of the Millennium Award and there was no such award. So uh, <laughs> oh, no. there Awkward. you go. Mm. Awks. Okay. Question three. Miley Cyrus' famous uh, uh, cringeworthy twerking performance was performed alongside which singer? Carla. Yes, Carla. Madonna? No, not Madonna. Yeah. I can give you a clue if you want to. Uh, oh, Lindsay? Yeah, clue, clue, no clue, clue. Oh, I didn't get the clue. <laughs> no, I'll go. Lindsay, give you your answer first. Let's oh, just all three Beyonce? of us. Ha- oh. Sorry. Beyonce. No. Uh, let's just all three of us have a go, and then we get the clue. Um, yep. So I'm gonna say, was it, was it uh, Calvin Harris? No. Okay. So the clue is blurred lines. Oh, Val. Yes, Val. Robin Thick. Robin Thick is the correct ah. answer. So, two correct answers to Val. All right. In 2012, there was a medal ceremony in which Kazakhstan won Val. a gold medal. Val, Val, Val. Yes. The Borat National yes. Anthem played. That's correct, Val. Yes. What was they the question? The... They played the wrong national anthem and they played the anthem that was made up from Borat. <laughs> it was, which was less, less than appropriate. It was so bad. It was so bad. Oh, He's no. fat. I, like, he handled it very well. But, oh, wow. It was just, yeah. And, yeah. You, I just, I've got my own personal touch for that. It, when I won the World Junior Cup, she knows this story. I won the World Junior Cup in 2005 or six in Hong Kong. And we gave them the CD back in those days and Australian Anthem number two. Anyway, they must have got confused and they this song come on, it was, hey, true blue. Oh, no. 
stares at me and you. Brilliant. That's John Williamson. I'm I'm just standing there with my medal and trophy and they're raising the flag and all the the competitors are, like, singing along to what they thought was our anthem. And I'm standing by you, mate. Yes, that was it. That was it. Did you start singing, Lindsay? Because it's a pretty good song. We all know the (laughs) word. Well, in in the the, the other players that were there, so Claire Claire Duke at the time, Mark Casey and Tordy Simmons, they were just cracking up and all the other competitors were very – um, they were being very uh, professional. professional. Yeah, respectful. <laughs> they thought it was our anthem. Anyway, luckily, Case won the um, the Open Men, so I got to go up when he won his and get the real anthem. Nice. <laughs> right. well, that's, so that's a, a bit story. of history. That yes. is a good story. All right. Well, <laughs> it's not a good story a on the leaderboard because uh, Val's romping away at the moment. Three points to uh, to nil. So we uh, felt sorry just for him. Any any time Kazakhstan is brought up because of Borat, I, I have I, I I jump to conclusions very quickly. All right, have we all heard of Madison Avenue? Yeah. The the street? The Australian band? Oh. No. <laughs> oh god, that's not that's not a good look. So Madison Avenue had a regrettable performance at the two thousand Aria Awards. Name one of the songs they performed that night. Carla. Yes, Carla. Hey True Blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, was it? No, unfortunately not. No. Um, <laughs> was it all what? right? Well, I don't know. I can't really give you a clue on that one. So, uh, no, it was uh, the, the performer uh, needed a glass of water during the performance. It was a bit, uh, it was a bit cringe. And it was uh, "Who the Hell Are You" and uh, "Everything You Need" oh, yes. were the two songs, which I'm sure yeah. ring a bell now. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. 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 Mm. All right. So, 2013 Best Actress Oscar winner goes up Val. on the stage and trips up the Val. stairs. Yes. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is correct. Wow. We get wow. smashed, Liz. Oh. I feel like Clive felt sorry for Val for, for taking his award the other week, yeah. so he's, he's so designed his quiz the... for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is very unlikely to be the, I know. Uh, the actual We had We had the, the sport. Where's the sport questions, mate? We're athletes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, Kazakh, the Kazakhstan. Really my forte. The Kazakhstan one was a sport question. It's that just. Was a sport question. Super Bowl was a sport last oh, yeah. time I checked. Yeah. Um... We got the Super Bowl. Well, at least we had some idea. <laughs> yeah, we won't review your answer for that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, let's not. Did we cut that piece out? (laughs) All right. US TV host Steve Harvey famously announced the wrong winner at which 2015 ceremony? Oh. Oh, uh, uh, 2015. Was it Val? Yeah, Val. Emmys? No, not the Emmys. No. Is it that movie one, Lindsay? The Oscars? (laughs) No, unlucky. No, you're thinking oh. of La La Land. Uh, yes, that, yes, that's I not, am. That's, that's not it. No. Nah. Carla, no? Oh, America's Got Talent. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Columbia was announced as the winner. Val. Yes. Miss Universe? <laughs> Miss Universe is correct, Val. Uh, uh, Val again. They announced Miss Columbia as the winner and they put the crown on and they were celebrating oh, and then no. they went, uh, yes, no, I actually, yes. you're the runner-up and it was Miss Philippines that's the oh. winner. Oh, dear. It's not a good day. Didn't, didn't that happen in Australia for something once? Mm. Was it? Yes. Sonia Heidi, Kruger. Heidi, oh, no, I thought it was Heidi Klum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of those model shows. That must be further question, hopefully. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. So we can get one off Val. <laughs> this one's worth three points. Whoever buzzes Ooh. in gets first go at going for all three points. All right. 
2009, best female video was won by who? In Lindsay. Lindsay. Okay, is this the thing where Beyonce did the thing? <laughs> Beyonce's partner did. Is it, was it who? the winner was? Um, Ah, no, I went in too early. You're close. Val. Oh. Val. Hang on, okay. Lindsay. Oh. Lindsay, hang on. I, okay, was um, the winner was announced was um, Taylor Swift. Correct. Who and interrupted? Kanye West. Correct. And who did he prefer? Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> well done. That was that was impressive. That was I really impressive. Very very good. All right. So well. The last point, last question is only worth one point, so it's bad news, really, because it's. Uh, but Carla, you can get on the board yet, so. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's all right. Ways, there is ways to finish a contest, so that's okay. Let's finish it off. At the 2020 Golden Globe Awards, which host took the opportunity to uh, deliver a very interesting roast on uh, on all the Hollywood Val. stars there? Yes, Ricky Gervais. Val? Ricky Gervais is correct. Ooh. I watch. Uh, I watched this yesterday, actually, because um, oh, yeah, there were all the they they've been talking about Chris Rock and Will Smith, and then everybody started tweeting the uh, Ricky Gervais video, and I've seen it about ten times, and it just gets better and better every time. He's a genius. <laughs> he just says, "I don't care. I don't care." Yeah, what you it's think. my last time. <laughs> I don't care. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> all right. So there you have it. Val gets a point. Val gets a point overall for uh, for a winner of this week's quiz. Very pop culture, mate. Bit of a uh, mm. bit of a, a a good subject for you by the look of it, Val. Yeah, I don't mind I it. Like, I think he spends his days just watching Entertainment Tonight or something. <laughs> what, I, what I, I just I, I just like I like the entertainment industry. I don't like I read up on things and you know it's besides sport. I don't mind a bit of entertainment. I wish I had that time. Don't if you do want mm. a bit of a laugh, then uh, have a bit of a Google of some of those moments because. Uh, mm. Maybe a cringe, but maybe a bit of a laugh at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there you go. There's uh, there's the quiz done for uh, another week. Good right. stuff. Well, oh, that was good. Five. So, looks like I am preparing something next week. So, I've got to figure something out. We had a few suggestions thrown between us yesterday. So, I think there's one that I reckon I'm gonna. I reckon I, I've I've figured something out, and I reckon yeah, I'm actually very keen to do it. So. Yeah, oh, that's why stay, you won. Love stay, it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's it for the uh, the the right line this week. Big thank you to Josh Thornton and Bryce Young for for joining us today because it has been a wonderful show. First repeat guest in Josh and also the four of us back together for the first time in a couple of weeks. Clive Adams, very well done to you on a wonderful quiz because uh, it was very entertaining and something a little bit different. Something a little bit different. Yeah, pennant finals here in WA uh, this weekend. So really looking forward to that. It all wraps up um, two games on Saturday and then the grand final on Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, big uh, big weekend. Um, double View playing South Perth uh, in the double chance final and Cambridge taking on Manning in the uh, third and fourth. So... Hopefully a big weekend for uh, everyone involved. Good luck to all the bowlers over there in WA this weekend. Carla Krasanik, thank you very much for your efforts and good luck. You've got a Stockling Clinic today. So have fun and teaching uh, teaching all the people how to bowl. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was a great show today. And, yeah, just about to head off now to um, Taylor's Lakes Retirement Village. Stockland's there. And, yeah, enjoy sharing some bowls knowledge with the residents at the um, village. So I've been there a few times actually already. So um, I like going back to the same ones. And my favourite part is they always make me scones with jam and cream for afternoon tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they have just opened up a Krispy Kreme at Water Gardens as well. So um, that's also that's also something you could visit. Um, I don't know. I just like donuts, but 
Taylor's Lakes, very good area. And Carla, good luck to you today. Lindsay Clark, thank you very much for your efforts today and for some unforgettable moments, really. Yes, thank you, Val. I always do like to provide a little bit of entertainment, even if it wasn't planned. Uh, but no, always, always a pleasure, guys. Love catching up with you guys, having a laugh, but also t- talking some serious stuff as well. So it was great to have Josh on. He's an awesome speaker, awesome advocate for our game. Um, and Bryce, what a legend. You know, I saw him, I watched that. I saw him play the match winner um, and he just speaks so well and, and really um, enjoyed getting to talk to him as well. So have a good week. You too, everyone, and uh, remember to subscribe on fa- uh, on not Facebook, on Spotify, <laughs> on uh, on Google, and uh, well, you can follow Bowls Australia on Facebook, but Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, or on Anchor, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts from. And we look forward to hearing from everybody about this week's show, and we look forward to catching up with you next week because it is going to be good. And maybe we might have someone from Western Australia. We'll let Clive do some digging after their pennant finals this weekend. So plenty more uh, Bowls news to catch up on. Remember head. To to head to bowls.com.au to catch up on all your bowls news, all the Jackaroos news, and everything you need to know at bowls.com.au. We'll catch you next week.